Sometimes you just have to pick up hitchhikers. Hello, and welcome to Best Motorcycle Roads. I'm Tom. And I'm Todd. We have over 30 years of motorcycling experience and 15 years of planning and riding motorcycle trips. We're here to share with you everything we've learned over those years. Our goal at Best Motorcycle Roads is simple. Make your next motorcycle trip the best it can be. We'll dive into technology, planning, packing, the routes, and other tips and everything in between. From essential prep to unforgettable routes, we've got you covered. Before we kickstart today's journey, we ask you to sign up for our BMR Rider Alerts. It's our way of keeping you in the loop with the latest rides, tips, and stories. We promise no spam, only the essentials to enhance your motorcycle adventures. Join the BMR crew today. We'll put a link in the show notes. This segment about motorcycle gear reviews and tips we call the toolkit. Today, I think we should talk about seats, Todd. Yeah, let's um, talk about seats. Pretty much outside of Harleys. I think, I think Harleys will have a decent stock seat. Everything else in the world that I've ever had, stock seats are just horrible. Like yeah. They always say it's made for a five foot seven, 125 pound <laughs> man who, you know, does, I, I, that was probably second grade for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so seats. I mean, you can spend about as much as you want to on a seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would say that there's kind of the, you got your stock seat. I'd say you got your mid-level seat, maybe your mid-high, and then you got your premium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I, and, and there's a big difference between them. There's a huge difference. I know that um, on every bike I've had, up until right now, actually, yep. I've, I've always replaced the seat. Now, I'm currently riding a 2002 Goldwing, and uh, the seat for the first probably 12 <laughs> years was fine, uh, but now it's kind of broken down a little yeah. bit. I definitely need a new seat, but... I might just get a different bike uh, before I do that. But anyway, you will get a different seat then. Well, I would get a different seat. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. But yeah, I think it's time uh, that I, I replace mine. I've I've gone to putting a like a bubble pad on it. <laughs> yeah, Airhawk. Yeah, the Airhawk, yeah. and uh, that works pretty well. Um, you know, it's put a couple more years of life into it, but um, it, it's so worth you it think about a nice wide flat seat, you know, like a couch. You know, it right. works well. Yeah. I think the difference is our seat, stock seat, and then usually like an air hawk, which is like an air pad that you could a kind of medium. Yeah. There's some that have water in them that are similar to an air hawk. Yeah. And then kind of beads and and um, like sheepskins. That's your kind of second tier. And then you get into that replacement seat. Um, Mustang saddlemen are mm-hmm. two of the kind of mid tier. Great, great advancement um, yeah. from what you're... Uh, yep, I've used the, the Mustang before yep, as well. great seat. Usually gives you just a little bit more back in the tailbone mm-hmm. section. And then it doesn't have, usually have a backrest, but it has a, like, you kind of bump up to that back. Yeah. And it, it, it's a pseudo backrest, I guess I would call it. Yeah. Saddleman, very similar seat. And then then things get, there's a premium seat. That's that's what's on the bike that I have. I'm running a 22, 22 Goldwing that's an ultimate seat. So like now we're mm-hmm. talking about something that's it's not completely custom, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Outside edges of those thighs are what really start to break down. I think what I noticed is longer ride your middle of your bottom starts hurting because you're you're kind of flexing over that seat. Your legs are drooping down. So when you get in the ultimate seat, you're probably talking about a seven hundred dollar seat, maybe mm-hmm. a thousand. And then you can go full on crazy. Not crazy, they're great. I mean, you're talking about um you know, custom, yeah. yeah, 
Russell Daylong. Daylong um, yeah. There's a couple other good ones. We can put those in the show notes. But now you're talking about you send in your stock seat. You take pictures of you on the bike. They customize it just for you. Mm-hmm. And, man, I've had not one made for me, but a, but a, a Russell Daylong game changer, literally day-long riding seats. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, seats are so important um, to the whole, whole yeah. thing. One thing that's really helped me, too, that I added to my bike that it didn't come with is I added a backrest. Yes. Uh, they're not too bad to install yourself no. if you're a little bit handy and you have some tools. Um, especially if you're going to go on a lot of long rides, yeah. um, you know, four, five hundred, six hundred day or mile days. Jeez, that's um, like two years. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, just having, especially in the middle of your back, yeah. that lower, you know, it's like a lumbar support right, right there. And boy, those make it nice. And I know there's people that they say they don't like them because they feel like they can't swing their leg over their seat and, you know, get out like a normal. Most of them will fold down. But they fold down. Yeah, right? most so, of them will fold flat. Yeah. And uh, that's been a game changer. Well, me. and I, most of those will just, so you can kind of, you can get a little more or a little less. So even in the middle of the day, if you're getting a little more, you can get a little more or get Push a little less. Push it forward, yeah. It kind of, that's nice too. Yeah. And then don't forget if you're riding two up a lot, you know, like a lot of these will sell you just the, the driver's seat, but you can also get a passenger seat that's helpful. And then yeah. if you're getting that far, then also not all bikes have passenger armrests or they won't have deluxe. Yeah. And that's nice uh, for <laughs> When the passenger's riding for a long time, you know, they're, yeah. they're in a tight spot too. So, yeah. So, seats are great. Um, you know, if you're just trying your first one, maybe try one of the Airhawks. Um, but I think it's it won't take long and you want to get <laughs> kind of a full on seat. Tons of research can be done here, tons of opinions. I'm sure you'll hear it all when you do the research. <laughs> Ride Wise is the section we focus on planning and safety tips. And uh, I want to talk about the importance of being open to new experiences and yeah. people during uh, your road trips. Um, you know, when you're when you're out on a motorcycle ride with a group, a uh, group of friends, a group of strangers, <laughs> try something new. You know, uh, you know, try some foods that you haven't tried. You know, go zip lining if you're afraid of heights. <laughs> uh, walk on a swinging bridge. You know, one of those rope bridges. Uh, Ride a mountain slide coaster. <laughs> Go listen to some live music. You know, play some new games. Those experiences uh, are, are just priceless. And I yeah. think uh, the more you can do like that, the more fun you're going to have, the more camaraderie you're going to build. Absolutely. And, um, you know, in, in talking to people along the way, I know when we stop it uh, to fill up with fuel, Tom, you can just guarantee that Tom is going to break into a conversation with, the next person that walks out of the convenience store is going to, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, oh boy. He, he just gets these conversations going with people. And, you know, they know you're out from out of town. And they sometimes just want to tell you about their town. You know, that, hey, you should go eat at this place. Yep. You should go take a look at this park. You know, we've got some great overlooks. Um, you know, I know you always ask them about, uh, you know, if you see them fueling and they're, they're, you know, like, what about their car? If it's an right. interesting car, what year is that? And sometimes they're pulling trailers, you know, what kind of boat is that? And, you know, where'd you get that tractor you're pulling? And, uh, yeah, you have just, like, really been able to pull a lot of great information out of people. And yeah. uh, it's just really enhanced the trip. And um, I, I would say just don't be shy. You know, it's pretty easy to just- you know, and people are willing to talk to you, I think, yeah. most, most of the time. It's it's a whole lot of fun. People like to talk about themselves, right? So, yeah, what yeah. the heck, yeah. Ask good questions. And, and, you know, I just want to say have respect you know, oh, for yeah. people. If, you know, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. don't want to talk, that's fine, too. Uh, but, you know, by talking to people, you, you know, you just you get a feel for 
different cultures and, and um, you know, you, you can make a great impression on them. They can make a great impression on you. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about <laughs> travel, especially traveling with you because you always try to make the, you know, the wait staff when we stop at uh, restaurants <laughs> laugh, you know, by, by all your antics. By and, ordering normal things that they never have. <laughs> well, that's one thing. It never, 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 ever ceases. I don't know how you have the ability to do that, but like Tom will order and they don't have that. They're out of that. They're out of this. And it's your special. <laughs> it's your specialty. <laughs> You have a knack for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The number of times, sometime, it always happens every time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. The next segment is what we call the mile marker. It's our story segment. Yeah, do you want to talk about Dave? Well, so I have a friend that lives up in uh, northern Minnesota, and um, we were going to ride through Minnesota, and I kind of wanted to stop and see him. I hadn't yeah. seen him in, in quite a few years, and uh, told him we were coming on our way, and uh, wherever we stopped at a hotel or whatever for yep. the night, and he came to pick us up to take us out for dinner. And lo and behold, he pulls up in this 1990s uh, VW camper van that was in just fantastic shape. And as it turns out, you're a huge VW oh, yeah. fan. Uh, you're, you know, your dad had been a VW repair guy for forever. forever. Um, I don't know how many dozens of VWs you, you've owned. So all of a sudden, you didn't even know him, and you, you broke into this conversation yeah. about VWs and. You know, it was just a great talking point. It was a way to, you know, yeah, it was get fun. to know somebody. That and was it was so fun cool. just to go. He took us out to eat to a place he liked, and yeah, that was cool, too. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Um, you know, funny thing, we were at, in Wisconsin, I think, was it Oshkosh? Oshkosh, yeah. Yeah. And you guys wanted to go see uh, Hairball. Hairball. <laughs> we did. So everyone went to Hairball, and I bowed out early. Um, you were there to start with. <laughs> well, there's barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I said, I'm going to take off. I grabbed an Uber home, and then you guys later on, after you were done having a good time. Yeah, you, after uh, an hour and a half or so, we, we went and found an Uber, too. Right. And we're in the Uber riding home, and you know we said which hotel we were going to. And she said, oh, I, I took a guy over there earlier. <laughs> sure enough, we're in the same Uber that you were, the same person driving. Oh, so that I was kind of a, her. That was a fun conversation, too. <laughs> she talked all about you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were we were having a good time, so <laughs> I think one of the most memorable restaurants that I can think of is is a place that we were in St. Charles, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh Salvatore's Italian Grill. Yeah. Um from the start of the night to the end of the night was great. I think it was the first time we said, Hey, let's let's grab an Uber. You know, then we don't have to drive the bikes, it'll be good, we can have a beer or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we did that. And then we end up there with a great waitress, and then the owner comes in, he's like I'm making my own limoncellos, right? Like we should all have those. Well, we, we got to back up. You're getting you're getting too far ahead. Jeez. So this this was another one of those times. I remember this distinctly. <laughs> you ordered something, and she left. You know, came back five minutes later. We don't have that anymore. Okay, well then you ordered this. She left. Came back. I'm sorry, we don't have that either. And I think you went through like three dishes. It was you're bad. Like, just bring me whatever you have what do tonight. You, do you have anything? So I kind of felt like the owner felt bad about the whole thing. <laughs> Go ahead. He came so on. Then he offered homemade limoncellos. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so then you know we have a good time. We're having fun with everyone. We're everything's going well. Yeah. And, and then you guys hey, are always giving giving the the wait staff a hard time in in fun. I mean they well, yeah, they were totally. laughing right along with us. <laughs> but then you know it's like oh let's get an Uber home. 
and there were no Ubers. They were done. They were for the done night. for the night. It's like it's not like it's two in the morning. This was <laughs> no. like nine. Yeah, eight. We couldn't find an Uber. I don't think Lyft was around then. No, but yeah, we there was no rides home. There was no taxis in in town. So, so then, <laughs> go ahead. Our, <laughs> so our waitress like, well, you can take my vehicle. Like not take it, but someone will give you a ride. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I've been around Ford Windstars before, but this may have been the most broken down Ford Windstar. Did yeah. I think we did stop and get oil for the vehicle? I, we did. We stopped yeah. and got a quart of oil because it was it was, it was not rough. well. It was rough. I think yeah. we we could see the ground through the floorboards, if I remember right. Yeah, but the nice thing was that uh, I remember Chris. Right, Chris was carrying a wad of money in his hand, <laughs> and not only at the at the restaurant yeah. uh, gave this huge tip yeah which she cried i remember it made her day yeah. but then when we wrote in i her, thought it was my jokes <laughs> <laughs> the crying part yeah. yeah but then when we wrote in this this van that obviously needed a lot of work um, yeah. then everybody just threw in a yeah. bunch of money and, and yeah. tipped her we didn't have any other way to get home so it was very nice for her to yeah we were in trouble her, so offer her yeah, van up that so. was that was cool so if so, you're ever in yeah. if you ever find yourself in saint charles missouri look up uh, salvatore's italian grill I actually re-went and looked at it before we hear. I guess they have live bands and everything there all the time. Oh, but really? They didn't have it that night. Not that night. Yeah. No, but uh, definitely look it up. It's a great place. We'll put a link to that Facebook yeah. page in our show notes yeah. to you. So. so, yeah, then you and I took a trip out uh, kind of to the southeast, and we ended up in North Carolina where a friend of mine, Mike, um, is at. Not the Mike we ride bikes with, but a guy I used to work with in a previous job. And, uh, you know, he, he, had, he's, he was always talking the whole time we were there. He's like, I'm buying a tiny house. I'm living off the grid. I'm like, whatever, Mike. Um, Mike is also the guy that one time was sleeping in the warehouse racks with a sleeping bag. But <laughs> Mike, you know you did it. So that's, anyway. That's a tiny house. <laughs> so he's accustomed to small spaces okay. is what I'm trying to say. But, so we went down, and I, I don't remember. I have it saved on my maps. I don't remember what town it was by. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. But Mike had bought an old, he bought some property, and it had an old tobacco shed on it. Mm. Um, that he was starting, he was in the process while we were there, was turning into a house. Wow. And he was trying to go off grid, and he had solar in this gigantic pond. It was cool. It was um, cool. And I remember when we got there, uh, <laughs> to get down to where his house, you could see the house, and you could see the pond, but the road was like, rocks and boulders and it was steep in one area and you know we've got these gold wings well i had a gold wing i, I was borrowing brad's oh that's right you were on a yeah. gold wing and we're like there's no way i mean we're gonna bottom out we're gonna wreck well, our bikes or crash going down this hill and i'm on a borrowed bike yeah. and i remember coming in hot and i hit the grass if you i don't know if you remember oh, yeah, that but i do yeah. i ended up like going yeah the the roads are different down there yeah <laughs> and so luckily for thank god i didn't Put the bike down right there. But yeah, so we stopped. Around, we so we stopped. stopped at the top and yeah, walked and just in. walked to his yeah, house absolutely. at that point. Yeah, yeah. So what a beautiful, cool place, though. I mean, my kind of first experience really with someone that with that I knew with a tiny home, and what a cool place. I mean, the guy they were living in the van, the van. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lived in a van for a year. Yeah. So but, what a what a cool experience, though. But he was doing things with solar. Oh, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff, and really making that. Tobacco drying shed into a livable, cool. livable house. Yeah, it's it really neat. cool. Um, <laughs> kind of to the teaser here, you know, picking up hitchhikers. I just remember Canadian Randy, and uh, Randy we met on the side of the road <laughs> in Casey, 
KZ, Illinois. Uh, my ex-brother-in-law and I were doing an iron butt, our thousand miles in 24 hours. And we were 20, 20 hours in, so we had plenty of time. And we were just a mile away from the place we had to check in. So there was a guy pushing his bike down the side <laughs> of the road, and he broke his chain. And turns out that Randy lives in Canada. He's a cool guy. We've, I've you know, since kept up with Randy, but it's just like, these are the stories I love because it's like, oh, here's a guy that's broken down. We ended up um, getting a hold of him, figuring out what bike he had, and my brother-in-law actually ran to the <laughs> local store. We called, they had a chain, went and got it for him, brought it back, and he was able to repair his bike um, in the parking lot um, of the hotel. So it's just another one of those cool things when you see people, yeah. um, you know, you want to stop and help them out, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's cool, and you know now I follow this guy on Facebook, chat with him. <laughs> that guy rides all over the place. Randy, you know who you are. So, um, yeah. So that was pr- that was pretty cool. It's just a something I always remember. It was in spring, and uh, I just remember him pushing that bike. He was running it down the road, wow. just trying to get to where everyone was at. You yeah. know, um, where this rally was at. So it was cool. Yeah. And one of my all-time favorite stories has to be in Nashville. Uh, we we took a trip down to Nashville. Memphis. Oh, it was Memphis. I'm yeah, sorry. that's okay. It was Memphis. It was Memphis. Went down to Memphis, and <laughs> we had always heard about the rendezvous uh, mm-hmm. for barbecue. So we, we best barbecue in best barbecue Tennessee. in Memphis. So we need to yeah. get to the rendezvous. Well, the rendezvous for those who don't know, it's uh, the only way to enter it is in an alley. It's down in an alley. So right. you're you're walking down a small alley. What we didn't realize at the time is rendezvous is not open on Monday. Monday, so, it's not open. Uh, here we are. In, <laughs> We we were wearing matching T-shirts that day because it was our Memphis, uh, you know, Memphis Day or whatever. Memphis Day, whatever on yeah. our T-shirts, and we're walking down this alley. And we walked over to the rendezvous and it was closed. So we turned around and started walking back. And here comes this guy down the alley. And he said, uh, "How y'all doing?" <laughs> he said, uh, "He said uh, like you want you want the best barbecue in Memphis when rendezvous is closed." <laughs> And we said, sure. And so we started, he said, follow me. And he takes us continuing down that, that alley. He didn't know us. We didn't right. know him. And pretty soon he comes around the side of this, this bank. Uh, you know, it was deserted. Closed bank. Yeah. It was a closed bank. And we go in through kind of a side door and he doesn't turn the lights on. And you can just I tell. don't know that they worked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like you're walking into a haunted building because there was cobwebs and there was nothing in there. You know, the old bank teller stations right. were in there. And he's going, follow me. And, and now we're getting a little nervous because <laughs> who is this guy? What does he want? And <laughs> he starts heading down this, this set of steps down into the basement. And one of the guys in our group was like, Guys, I'm going to stay up up here. He said, if, "You know, if you need me, just yell. Start yelling." So he stayed up at the top of the stairs, <laughs> and this guy takes us in and he opens the vault door. And it, you know, it's one of these old vaults. You know, yeah, the big old couple couple feet thick. And we start to walk in, and he flips the lights on. And this was his private office, and the walls were lined with photos of this guy who we don't even know who he is yet. And every blues artist, I think, that's ever been in the Memphis area. It was amazing. It was amazing. And he says, my name is Tommy Peters, and I'm the president and CEO of... Uh, B.B. King's. B.B. King's, yeah. Blues and Barbecue. Blues and Barbecue. 
and he hands us his card. And not only does he hand us his card, but he gives us coupons or certificates for dinners and drinks and desserts at his place. And he said, dinner's on me tonight. You know, and what a nice guy he yeah. was. I mean, he didn't have to do it, no. do that for us. He didn't know who we were. And um, what an experience that was. And just looking through all those. It was amazing. Those photos yeah. of Junior Wells and B.B. King and, you know, you name it. They, he was on the wall standing next to him, you know. Yeah. It, that was cool. Yeah. And, you know, again, I mean, just happenstance. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could have easily said, you know, get out of my way, guy. You know, like. <laughs> Right. But you know, you just—that's that. What we talk about is just being nice, being open, smiling, and seeing what happens. You yeah, know? and I think were you wearing a hat that day? Like one of your? <laughs> I was uh, a high Iowa hat, but it was like a bucket. You oh, know, that's right. Yeah, bucket yeah. hat. Yeah, and it's funny when you wear your your Hawkeye hat all around. Yeah. You, you always get someone that you know yell "Go Hawks!" at right. you. So right, um, that's always fun too. You totally. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Tommy. Oh yeah, passed, Tommy, right? Tommy passed away yeah. actually during. Uh, pandemic i, I wow. read that he had covid in uh, 2021 but yeah you know and the funny thing was you know he, he told us you know who he was and that and then of course after we got home from the trip then i had to look him up you know oh. and wow he was he was a big i mean he was well known very yeah. well known you know and yeah it wasn't just that place that he had so yeah it was cool it was really neat yeah right on the podcast can be found on bestmotorcycleroads.com slash podcast all the information you need will be there uh, but you can subscribe on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, Pocket Cast, and YouTube. This is the interactive segment. We will be looking for input from you. Uh, we want you to send us your questions and suggestions for roads, topics, and anything else you have on your mind. Today's roadside Q&A comes from Olivia. And Olivia asks, what software do you use uh, for planning trips? Hmm. And Tom, <laughs> we've... Tried a bunch, but do you want to kind of talk about... Sure. Since you're, you're kind of our trip planner, yeah. so you probably have the most experience with this. So basically what I would say first, and if you ask for opinions on this, you'll get always every time. You don't need anything but maps. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I like to plan the route ahead of time. Like, I like to get it done, like to have it in the GPS, so I don't have to think as much when we go. That's my thing. But so, yes, you actually can use maps, and you can bring the maps too, and trust you're talking me. about paper maps, right? Paper maps yeah, okay. or, you know, laminated... But they, they stink. They're hard to read. You're looking down, and yeah. you need to go forward. So, But some other suggestions that we have read about online is there's another one called Furknot. I checked it out. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's used it, but you can actually put in start date or start location, end location is a round trip. Put your dates in. It'll actually start. It'll kind of plan it for you. For so, motorcycles? Like, um, car, motorcycle. Oh, nice. all, it's, it's cool. So I'd suggest giving that a shot. Check it out. See what you think. Give us some comments. Um, you know, but also then another good one, a lot of people use the Garmin Basecamp. And the reason why I use Garmin Basecamp is it's their, their software. It's a little clunky to use, but it really imports well into Garmin. Garmin to Garmin, and it, it works well. So, like, if you're just a Garmin, it's a little bit hard to get the learning curve, but once you learn it, it isn't too bad. And then one of the best ones is that there's, it's called the Harley Ride Planner. I think it's maps.harleydavidson.com. There's so many predefined rides in this thing. It's, a, mm. it's just amazing. Um, I would highly recommend going out and checking that out. Search for anything you're searching for, and someone has built a ride around it. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, check that out. Even if you don't, I don't know that you're really planning routes on there, but you can find routes and find waypoints mm -hmm. on there. And then my go-to is really just Google Maps. And 
we'll probably do an in-depth thing on Google Maps and how to really get it working better for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, but basically, for Google Maps, is what what gets people hung up the most is you can get that map looking right, but when you um, move that map onto your phone, you move that map onto a Garmin, the the waypoints they will change, you know. Yeah. And then and then when you're doing it on your phone, the one thing the super tip that we found is. The first place you want to put is your location, literally right in your location, because it will always be where you are at that moment in time and take yep. you to that first step. So yep. that was kind of the hack that we found. And the other hack I would just say is like once you get all those waypoints put in, I just save the URL, put it in email, and, and that seems to be the best mm-hmm. thing. It's not perfect um, by no match. But it's very flexible, very easy to tweak and change. So, yeah. and I know that one thing you always do when you're when you're looking at maps, mm-hmm. especially when we're out of state, you zoom in a lot in the Earth oh, yeah. view, and just to make sure you haven't, because you always check, or, well, you always pick two lane roads or small Try, roads, yep. yeah, and then you always zoom in to make sure we're not turning onto a gravel road, right? Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, that's the one thing about Google Maps is it will take you on gravel roads. Yeah, it'll take you on a. Uh, uh, I've had it want to take me on a. Um, like a uh, what do they call those the national park? Like a mining road. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it'll take you on weird roads <laughs> that you probably shouldn't be on in a car, let alone a bike. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think Google Maps is pretty good too. It just it's good. You know, you kind of bring it all together and hope that it turns out. And you you learn more as you go. And, yeah, there's yeah. some tricks to it too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, we've reached the last mile. It's kind of our way to close <laughs> each episode with our reflections, Todd. What's your reflection for today? Yeah, you never know who you're going to meet uh, on your next trip. Um, you're going to meet someone interesting, someone uh, that can tell you a, a secret place to eat or a secret place to visit. So I would say smile at people, talk to them, say hi, tell them where you're from, what are you looking for, <laughs> and uh, you never know what you might find. Yeah, and for me it's be nice, smile, listen to what people have to say, like, just ask a silly question, like, what you doing today? You know, like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> People like to talk, and, you know, if you're nice, smile at them. They're usually nice. And if they're not, someone else behind them is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, the next episode will be another route highlight, our 2019 trip to North Carolina to visit the Andy Griffith Museum. If this episode revved up your day, don't just keep it to yourself. Like, subscribe, and share it with your crew. We're all about the <clears throat> thrill of the ride and the bond it creates. Keep the spirit of adventure alive, and remember, bikes, friends, and endless roads. The stories ride forever. Take care.